All right, everyone. Welcome back to Sacred Anarchy Live. We have so many new members in the Sacred Anarchy Mystery School. So we are so thrilled that the information that we're sharing is resonating. I know that we've kind of sprung on some heavy topics over the last, what, eight episodes. And today we're going to be bringing up a new series uh, on natural law. So it's going to be several parts. And this is really the bedrock of what sacred anarchy is all about. It's really built on the natural law uh, natural laws of the universe, you know, the uh, hermetic principles. So we're going to be get, getting a really deep dive into the hermetic principles, into the initiatic sciences. And before we go into our presentation today, um, I just want to, <laughs> I just want to um, welcome everybody also to the Sacred Anarchy Society. So if you haven't had a moment uh, go to our new website, which I just have completed. Um, lots of good things, lots of free goodies on there. We've got the natural law quiz. Uh, you can join us in the Sacred Anarchy Society and really start networking with us. Uh, we are really dedicated to creating a parallel society. So if that, what that really means is that we are not trying to go and buy a plot of land and just uh, move away from civilization. We're going to exist simultaneously, but we're going to be doing our own thing. And that's what I really mean by uh, creating a parallel society. So the Sacred Anarchy Society, which is an online community group, it's housed on an app, an app called Mighty Network. So if you download the Mighty Networks um, app, and then go ahead and do a search for Sacred Anarchy. You can join that way. Otherwise, you can go to the Sacred Anarchy website at sacredanarchy.org. Click on Join the Society. So it's absolutely free. We've got, wow, almost a few thousand people in there already. So really looking forward to meeting and networking with you and getting to know you um, personally inside of the society. So in one last update before we kind of dive in, um, lots of you guys have been sending me messages about my book. I am so thrilled that so many of you guys have decided to pick up the Sacred Anarchy uh, book, which is basically the handbook on how the great work creates a new world. And I do talk about natural law in there, um, a bunch of other things that might be a little bit advanced, but again, we are setting the foundation of what is really required to create a new world, which you guys, this is a big frigging deal to do this. So parallel society, natural law is the way, um, the bedrock of what we're doing here, the heart of consciousness, uh, diving into the unconscious waters and so forth. So that was a long-winded introduction. I want to give a warm welcome to my beautiful fiance who has put together this beautiful presentation. Awesome. So without further ado, you guys, let's go ahead and get into today's conversation. Okay. So this is the sound okay now? Looks like we've got some people here making sure that our sound is not echoing. Thanks for letting us know. Um, do let us know <clears throat> if it is improved. That would be most helpful. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, it's 
Okay. All right. So let's go ahead and get into this. All right. Oop. All right. Natural law. The cosmic balance that creates freedom when followed or slavery when broken. So big statement there. Let's go back to that. That was pretty profound. Oh. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I'm not good at navigating this. Okay, here we go. The cosmic balance. Let's really take this, this in. This is a really great uh, sentence here. The cosmic balance that creates freedom. The cosmic balance that creates freedom when followed or slavery when broken. So this is the real laws of the universe, you guys. And we've got this awesome uh, tarot card here, uh, number eight adjustment, which I believe is justice card in the Thoth deck. Uh, this would, justice would be in the writer weight deck. This is the- Right, uh, but I think Thoth, this yeah. was his, yeah, mm -hmm, his That's interpretation. So you can see the the scales there. The Libra energy shining through. All right, let's get into this. So natural law, natural, mm -hmm. meaning inherent, having a basis in nature, reality and truth, not made or caused by humans. And law, which is an existing condition, which is both binding and immutable. It cannot be changed. So natural... Um, Natural law being having nothing to do with man-made law. We're all familiar with uh, man-made laws. It's what <laughs> governs our society and um, poorly, I might say, because it, it doesn't, the, the laws that man writes down on paper do not correspond, always correspond with the laws of the natural world. And, you know, we see these um, contradictions, you know, constantly in our in our world where, you know, in the United States, uh, which is one country, we have different laws from county to county within a state, from one state to another state, uh, where you could pass uh, cross over an imag imaginary line <laughs> on the dirt and have a completely different thing uh, a simple uh, a simple example would be uh, marijuana laws retro recreationally use use or medicinal use of a plant you could be in the state of california and walk into a store and purchase it really use it as an adult uh to your uh heart's delight detriment or otherwise and then walk across the imaginary land uh, line into another state and uh to say Tennessee and uh, be put in prison. So, so how clearly these, how that messes with the mind. Yeah. I mean, no, not knowing, oh my gosh, am I doing something good or bad based on if I've got one foot on this side of the state or in the, in this side. And that is uh, completely contradictory of, you know, what it means to um, abide by laws that would help to enhance 
civilization. So when we're talking about natural law, this is something that is not in our hands. This is something that we exist, if you will, under, almost as if these are the uh, the doctrine. And when we understand what these principles are, and then we start to work with them, that's when we start to see our life flourish. That's how we start to see what the new world be created. So that is why this is the bedrock of sacred anarchy. And, you know, the reason we see that is because natural laws are based in principles and truth, objective truth, whereas man-made laws are based on dogmatic beliefs. Mm. They're not, there's nothing backing them up other than how one person feels about it. They put it on a piece of paper and that's it. It doesn't mean that it's true by any means, much less principle. And this is important. I mean, we have been taught that we've got to what follow the rules. And if you don't follow the rules, you're bad or worse, you're punished or penalized. And so what we're going to be looking at tonight is we, instead, like almost trying to get us to um, move away from the rigidness of the manufactured laws and get into these more cosmic principles and let that be your guiding force. You know, so, lastly, the, um, you know, natural law or work within the harmony of nature, um, man-made laws mostly are followed by people out of fear of punishment. You right. know, it's it's a, a brutal, you know, a brutal reaction of the state and the state's enforcers if you violate any of the, you know, arbitrary laws that exist within well and that you know, kind of each each state and each country. Exactly. So, you know, we think that, you know, going to prison is going to, you know, facilitate uh, rehabilitate man, but that is a personal choice of the individual. So again, we've, we've forced out of, you know, going back to what our episode last week with the artificial feminine, you know, this is the artificial, the manufactured laws are the, just that the artificial laws. So trying to mimic that or override that, which already is with the attempt of maintaining what hierarchy, hierarchy and power. So again, lots to talk about here. And good thing this is going to be a longer series. <laughs> Moving forward. So we've already touched upon it uh, a little bit, but a, a more working definition of what natural law is, is that it's universal spiritual laws, which govern the consequences of behavior for intelligent species meaning beings that are capable of coming to an understanding of their own existence and their consciousness and are capable of understanding the objective difference between harmful and non-harmful behavior towards themselves and other beings. This does not include the animal kingdom. We're talking purely of conscious beings, humans that have the higher, you know, uh, cerebral cortex thinking to perceive moral and immorality. Now we we love our dogs and other animals on the planet, but they're not, you know, they're not, um, 
thinking in the same ways. They don't have these, they're, they're, they're bound purely by instinct. Well, it's interesting, you know, as you're reading this, it made me think of, <clears throat> with makes me think of, you know, the consequences that have been pushed onto man at, with these manufactured laws to keep him in line. But now I'm realizing that it's to keep him under this more animal kingdom to almost treating humans as animals um, who are not of intelligent species. And that is why they need to have these, um, these manufactured laws to keep them in order. But what this is saying is that for intelligent beings, such as you and I, and many of the, uh, all humans who have the capability to tap into intelligence, um, which is really the marriage between the masculine and feminine energy, uh, which we've talked a lot, a little bit about, but intelligence is a truly a holistic experience. It's the alchemical marriage. And so when we start to abide within the spiritual laws, we have the capacity to call in different things into our experience and live out our, our true divine purpose here. I'd like to add that, that you know, a lot of the objections that I see to natural law and, and you know, existence of an, of an order, this divine order within our universe, um, it really doesn't matter if you believe in it or not, because this, mm. this, these properties that we're going to get into are, 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 they don't require your belief. They don't, they just exist. Uh, you know, the same way that, that gravity exists, like you can test it if you want to, but <laughs> it, it just exists. It is. So, you know, you can work with it and, uh, have a, an easy go and, and work within the, the, the balance of everything around you, or you can fight against it and, and, you know, and try to override yeah, it and see, see how what that happens. Works out. Yeah. So why is it essential? We understand what natural law is. Um, it's because when human beings and aggregate live in harmony with natural law, and therefore are moral, they become and remain free because they're working congruently with nature. But when human beings live in opposition to natural law, which we see the majority today, they live immorally and they're become, they're, therefore become and remain enslaved. Uh, I refer to this dynamic of natural law as the law of freedom. As aggregate morality increases, aggregate freedom increases. As aggregate morality declines, aggregate freedom declines. And we can see this, you know, all over our society today. It's, it's um, you know, immorality is everywhere. People justify their actions, whether it's, 
uh, an immoral personal act from uh, a company you support or an action you're taking or the approval of your government um, imprisoning people for violating their uh, dogmatic laws they've written on a piece of paper, um, immorality is everywhere. So what do we see? We see slavery everywhere. So it's so what we're saying here is that the more moral moral that we are as individuals, the more free we're going to be. And this is a individual decision to be moral. And the thing is, this is saying that morality is being congruent with natural law. The more moral you are, the more natural law is working with you right? It, it, it resonates with, with morality. It, it's almost like a frequency where you become in alignment with natural law when you are living a moral life. And then all of a sudden you wonder, wow, things are starting, doors are starting to swing open, but people are starting to leave my life. But then you start to recognize, well, they maybe that isn't such a bad thing after all. So this is where for me, we start playing with our own magic and magic really being that, that inner, inner world has started to interact with the cosmos. The beauty of, of natural law is that there's absolute true equality within nature. Everybody is born with the same rights, not because someone gave them to you or uh, a piece of paper grants them to you it's it's your right as a uh, human being existing to have these these laws protecting you and isn't that nice to know i mean i know we haven't even got into the first uh principle here but isn't it nice to know that there is a higher orchestrated infrastructure yeah, order <laughs> order, order to things. exactly i mean there and that's why this uh series is going to be so important to what we're doing here at sacred anarchy and within the parallel society that if we are all living in accordance to natural law there's no way the new world that we're creating will not populate and increase in size and create harmony within the world and that's such a nice thing to know yeah that, that you, exists. you understand these 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 laws the, the laws of nature um the 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 scene um broadcast on the media uh, of 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 people begging the government for their rights will become absolutely silly to you because asking another man or woman, you know, in a supposed higher, uh, you know, higher position in life, you know, perceived authority to allow you to have a right to exist a certain way, especially if, if you're, if you're work, if what you're wanting is already uh, a moral action, like protests and, and, uh, you know, storming state legislature is, is absolutely ridiculous. And hence why the person in the mirror, if instead of protesting, what if we 
started self-analyzing and started to look at how we have contributed to the slavery that exists in the world. What is our contribution? How, what immoral acts have we done? And started that with that question instead of jumping into that group think. So let's get into what, um, what the laws are. First little quote from the, the Kabbalion, everything happens according to law that never, that ever merely happens, that there is no such thing as chance, that while there are various planes of cause and effect, the higher dominating the lower planes, still nothing ever entirely escapes the law. So the seven natural laws of the universe, also known as the seven hermetic principles, um, uh, we're just going to break them down just really quick, and then we're going to go through each one more in depth over the, the following weeks. Um, but number one, we have the principle of mentalism. Two, the principle of correspondence. The principle of vibration, the principle of polarity, the principle of rhythm, the principle of cause and effect, and lastly, the principle of gender. And I like to add just one other that is the principle of care, which is basically imagining all of those inside of a circle and the circle, the outline of the circle being care. So it's almost that the more care you put into these laws, uh, the more the laws are going to work their magic within you. So I like that. Yeah. We like the principle of care. So taking it from number one, the principle of mentalism, uh, another quote from the Kabbalion, the all is mind, then the universe is mental. I mean, that says a lot right there. So what you're thinking about matters, right? It is orchestrated a frequency within the universe. And because the universe is mental, it translates, it is felt, it is heard, it is experienced within the cosmos. Yes, your personal universe and how your personal universe spills into the collective universe. So everything in the known universe is created from thought or mind and nothing can exist without it. Every, every manifestation you see around us, you know, personally in our, in our existence right now, we have, uh, a computer and a <laughs> video mixer and a microphone, all of these started, you know, months and months ago to what we brainstormed and what we needed to create a podcast. You know, it, it all started with the thought created. I didn't physically create this computer, but you know, at some point somebody did and it all started with the thought. Right. That's right. And now we've got all these tools to make this possible and a platform to share knowledge and to share what's in our minds and letting that knowledge 
penetrate the listeners and, you know, challenge their minds and get their, their wheels turning. And that is like, we're starting to build, build motor here. We're starting to build the vehicle, right? The, the etheric Merkaba vehicle within us all who are going to be taking these strides to improving ourselves while we are simultaneously improving the world. So everything seen and experienced has its origin in the depths of the invisible or mental realm. That's positive or negative. Right. You know, your thoughts spill into your physical reality. Uh, they, you, you, you think creatively and positively and, and know this power of, of 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 your single single thoughts it's it's like it can be the things you think of right when you wake up or things right before you go to bed or things you're thinking while in you're in a grocery store or in traffic mm -hmm. or how are, are, are you are you being responsible are you mindful of the thought or is the thought starting to delve to the to the darker side and pull you, you know, pull you uh, along with it. And I mean, right before this live cast, you know, I had a moment and let these thoughts of just annoyance <laughs> fill my body. And, you know, I, I am not proponing uh, a proponent for, you know, trying to always stay positive. I, I think there is a reason why we have a, uh, a gradient of emotions and thoughts uh, play into those emotions and which also contribute to your behaviors and actions. And for me, that uh, gradient of emotions that are generated from those thoughts, they serve a purpose. And sometimes we don't know in the moment what those thoughts are for. But I think what we're really getting to in this specific point here about being mindful of your thoughts is knowing when they are um, in a pattern, right? And are secular, right? So if we are constantly having this like reoccurring thought and it's really not going anywhere, then we're like perpetuating the emotion. And so the idea here is not to just push all of the annoying thoughts away, but to ask them why they're there and to allow yourself to feel what those thoughts are trying to communicate. And so I just wanted to preface that because I know the spiritual community, you know, has a lot of, you know, staying in the positive and it's not that being positive is not a wonderful place to be. I don't know that it's always realistic, but we can always strive to do better, but I think there's a purpose. Well, for it. <laughs> that, you know, perfectly sums up the very last statement that everything that you experience is a result of what you think or what your mental state perpetuates. So you, you're generating your experiences based off of the quality of the thoughts that you're thinking, that you're creating. You know, you're and I think when you can zero in on those, there's a lesson to be learned. You know, if you're if you're having a bad day or, you know, same reoccurring uh, self-worth issue shows up or you're in a scarcity mindset or, oh, my gosh, the world is crit cult, you know, caving in. It's like, you know, we're doom and gloom. It's Armageddon all over again. Uh, you know, these kinds of things. But I think if we stop and ask ourselves, like, you know, 
one, where is this thought coming from? And two, what is it trying to teach me? What is it showing me? Show me thought, show me the way. Uh, the law of mentalism dictates that the universe is mental and therefore your reality is largely a byproduct of your consciousness. Essentially, every human has their mind, which is a part of a universal mind or overarching consciousness from which reality stems. Each individual reality is created from the thoughts each person has and the actions taken on them. So there's something to sit with for a minute that we are all, you know, microorganisms within a larger macro organism. So truly we are all contributing to the all, which the all is mind. So all of us have, that's why people who say, oh, what could I do about it? I don't have any power to do that. And I think this is what this is saying is you absolutely do have power because you are contributing to the all, the all that is mine, the all that is mental. And so this is very important. Yeah. Imagine, you know, you having uh, a absolute grasp on the statement and then imagine everybody on your street, you know, in your neighborhood having a grasp on that statement. And then your, 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 town, your village, your city, you know, so on and so forth. Like that's how actual change and, uh, you know, harmony and, uh, peace like exists within the world is, is one mind at a time spilling into that collective pool of, of consciousness. So planting seeds is a real thing. You know, the more that we talk about things, especially those difficult conversations, we share our knowledge with people. This is planting seeds in the minds of others. And even if they don't agree or they want to turn a blind eye, it's still been planted uh, not only in your mind, but in the universal mind. The law of mentalism in and of itself has principles, not just dictations. The nature of energy, power, and matter is subjective to your mind and its will, as it shows in yourself and the pervasive nature of all other things that appear before you. It's interesting, this image that you've put here with the turning of the wheels. And it's like our thoughts are these generators. And I always say that, you know, you are not your thoughts. You are the environment in which you have provided for thoughts to enter. So when we think about what we think about, maybe the better question here is what environment have we created for these specific energies, which are thought forms to enter. And you can see very easily that when somebody loses their cool, like myself earlier today, um, you know, you can easily backtrack and be like, what was the environment that I created? And I think this is important about self-reflection and to know that, you know, you are a complex being, you know, you are a form of great intelligence and there are many moving parts and 
that becomes, I think, a, a, a true purpose is to, is to me, like master yourself, to understand like what environment am I creating for my being? And am I upholding that, that moral code within myself? So anyway, this, I, this image is very captivating to me to just as a reminder of just how intricate things are, are going on upstairs. <laughs> All matter is a mental creation, and therefore all matter in the universe, living or otherwise, is the production and thought of an overall mind that all people belong to and are members of with their own individual thought processes. Essentially, the mind is a creation, the limitations of which are not yet defined or known. Wow. It's a little mate. It's a big matrix. And it's like, which part of the 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 overarching macro mind are you contributing towards you know i i definitely felt it today you know recognizing an old part of myself that's fallen away and then revisiting that web and being like wow like i was once more involved in that portion of the web um you can even think about the world wide web you know which websites are you visiting you know, because there's zillions of websites, but it's the ones that you choose to engage. And I think that's the important thing about this concept of your thought process, which websites and which domains will you entertain? And, um, you know, discuss the, the power, the positivity and, you know, the responsibility of one's individual thoughts. Now let's, um, flip the polarity of like the negative side of this is, you know, natural law is not, this isn't a new concept. This is not something that, you know, we, you know, picked up, you know, a couple of weeks ago on a, a Netflix special. <laughs> it's, um, these are, these are, uh, aeons old and the, the people that there are people in the hierarchy of this current uh, system of slavery that absolutely understand natural law and they do everything in their power to keep people from even being able to imagine that there is a, a, a law to the universe that isn't put on a piece of paper that they, again, uh, in our previous podcast, they, 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 these people sit in between the true nature of the universe and us. So they want to be the, 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 uh, dictators of the law which they absolutely are not but what they can do is keep us from from understanding it and when it comes to understanding that a a, a singular power of a of, of a singular uh, person's thought um has that much power now how do they control the minds of many so it is absolutely imperative for slavery to continue for people to not understand this and all be using the power they have within their minds on absolute immoral garbage. You know, we've got billions of people on this planet that are thinking the most egregious thoughts, obsessed with the most egregious of topics and, uh, you know, immoral actions 
all day long. And this is why we have the world we live in. This is why we have, you know, constant conflict, uh, rape, murder, imprisonment, uh, school shootings, uh, just crime out the <laughs> crime fraud. Yeah. Just fraud. Like everything's wrong because the thoughts is the thoughts are actually sick. We are mentally sick mm-hmm. as a species, not as a society, as a complete species. Hence everything that we're talking about on sacredanarchy.org with esoteric psychology. You know, your psyche, you know, one of the reasons I got so into Kabbalah many years ago is just because of the wormhole of understanding the psyche. You know, how are we wired? How are you wired? And, you know, the the tree of life system helps you to comprehend that complexity. And it's such a complex uh, system that we have. And once you understand how to operate it, then all of a sudden, the game changes. It's no longer, I should be doing that because somebody told me that that's wrong if I don't. Um, Now it becomes, is that in alignment, in alignment with my values? Uh, Is that, is that something that is important for the greater good? Is this going to serve my well-being and my health? for my my friends and my family and for the world you start to ask different questions when you understand natural law and this is something that is not taught in schools you will not find a Never, class yeah. on natural law i don't know well, not in any yeah, traditional this is, this school is the, the most occulted information because this is these are the binding laws of the universe this is this is the key to human freedom if you understand these and you apply these in your life and you you teach them to your children and you teach them to your friends this is how you overcome all the ills that you see in the world and yeah absolutely we'd start a school and, and teach natural law that's right i doubt we'll get uh, government funding we don't need it, <laughs> darling. <laughs> uh, the law of mentalism focuses on the mind and decision-making and prioritizes it. The mind creates reality. Therefore, in order to maintain that reality and or create a better one, if you so desire, then action is required. Under the law of mentalism, there is a direct correlation between thoughts and behaviors and subsequently success well isn't that interesting how in the last episode we were talking about the all the artificial ways that they have replaced the feminine with alcohol and drugs and and sexualized normalizing all the sexualization with celebrities and in the entertainment industry and here we are looking at if we can fill their minds with these thoughts we can we, we can program them with these thoughts then the behavior that we want them to do next naturally follows. So this split or this unhealthy um, masculine and feminine energy within us, if they, if we have an imbalance and likely all of us to some degree have an imbalance in both areas, but if we are imbalanced, then it's, we're going to be easier to um, impl- implement thoughts they're subliminally, subliminally 
uh, sending signals and thoughts into the minds of man through in, through the television, through the images, all of these things. And so even though from an artistic perspective, we justify things because for art, but we don't understand that those are getting us to think in a certain way. And then those certain thoughts eventually become actions. And then we don't understand why we're unhappy, unsatisfied, why we can't fill in the blank. This is the power of the law of mentalism that has been used to our demise. Because the thing about natural law is it it works for good or for bad, you know, in this case. You know, it works, you know, if you are if you are thinking negative things, then and getting other people to think negative things, then obviously you're changing behaviors and that's creating consciousness uh, or lack there of it. So this is interesting to me because the split psyche is rampant. And for me, this is the core of what I've been talking so much about. And you and I have been talking about behind the scenes forever. Damn, Skippy. <laughs> Cosmic laws are not legal documents and have no real effect if you ignore them. What cosmic laws really are, are theories that have been consistent throughout history regarding humans, human minds, what governs them, and how humans use them. Where the law of mentalism come, comes in is stating that all, are, all these are of the mind, your reality, how you move through the world how you work towards goals and overcome challenges. All of this stems from the mind. Now, this is not the conscious part that you use to think every day and make coffee, uh, but rather the force behind the scenes that actually takes action. I feel like we're talking about the subconscious mind here. Because there's so much of what we do, actually, the majority of what we do, we're doing it subconsciously. We're not, you know, to drive your car to work, you know, to make breakfast in the morning, to get dressed, take a shower. It's like we're doing these things subconsciously. Um, and and then we don't understand how, how did they become this way? How did this become the normal day to day operation? So to try to make changes to your day to day operation is going to require a shift in the thoughts. And this is the hardest part. You know, think about people that cannot, you know, break a bad habit or create a healthy habit uh, for that matter. Uh, it's really going to go back to the subconscious mind, which is what I'm seeing here with this last you know, part of this, uh, the slide here is that this is not the conscious part that you use to think every day and make coffee. So this is, yeah. Thoughts on that? Well, it's, it's, uh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I see the, you know, the, 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 the conscious part of our minds, um, being constantly flooded with bullshit. You know, so you, you're not, you're not working on the, the creative, powerful, um, thoughts, the, the things that, that will take you to that, that better reality that hopefully you desire. Like, I hope, you know, people, you know, 
being attracted to this podcast or or desiring a better world. But uh, yeah, your you know thoughts just constantly barraged with you know information, whether it's social media, news, text notifications, Netflix, Hulu, uh, New York Times, billboards. Uh, you know, every store you walk in's playing advertisements and and uh, pop music that's you know, just filling your subconscious mm-hmm. with garbage. You know, they, they've got a lock on your mentalism, your creative powers to actually manifest and move your life into that, that next, you know, next stage of, of freedom. And there is exactly goes back to the environment in which you are creating thoughts to enter. So the things that you're scrolling and looking at on social media, comparing yourself or judging others or others um admiring uh things like that are of the lower self being self-obsessed with you know vanity or money all of these things are being pushed into the subconscious minds of man to get them to take a to to adopt a behavior so if they can get you to think the certain thoughts like oh i wish i was thin like her Oh, I wish I had as many followers so I could be making as much money as he is. You know, these kinds of thoughts, and I'm not saying that these are the exact thoughts that everyone here is thinking about. These are examples of how those thoughts lead to the behaviors. And what does that mean? That means that everything that follows after the thoughts becomes the effort you're putting in to create your reality. The problem becomes is that you've created, you know, these thoughts have created um, the behaviors that don't actually lead you to fulfillment. They lead you to a result, but not fulfillment. Yeah. These, the, the thoughts that we get um, flooded in a, at a very young age, create the, if you remember um, weeks ago, we talked about the pseudo self, the, the fake self that we create to uh, fit within the family structure, the, the, uh, the school, the social structure or whatsoever. So like, you know, those, those thoughts, the pseudo self thoughts are what gets you to accept a life of, uh, of self-loathing suffering, accepting a, 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 a day job, a, a, I can't call it a career, a career is no one has careers. They're all jobs that they don't really like doing. Um, and never taking the the time and and having the faith that like you can seed a thought into a better uh, a better world into a better space to do something you love and 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 want to continue to do. And then you have to break the old thought of how am I going to do that? It seems so hard, but I need to make money to support my family. So we've got all of these this running program preventing you from following your true path. So this is hence what we're doing here at Sacred Anarchy is hopefully planting some new seeds so that we can grow a new garden. So I thought it's kind of correlate the uh, Kabbalistic tree of life and the tarot and um, associate the uh, Ace of Swords, uh, 
with the Kabbalistic world of Yetzira and uh, the Sephiro uh, named Keter, because the this this card represents a period of great insight and clarity. It signifies a breakthrough or an aha moment and achievement of goals become a lot easier. So the 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 ace of swords is the the pure essence of thought. It's the the creative um the creative spark that allows you to, to pull that into mm. your world and manifest that which you really desire. Yeah. You know? And having that uh which you desire be within the framework of natural law, it it is a certainty that this will happen as long as you have this thought and continue it and 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 work on it and work towards it. Entertain it, yeah. Well, I kind of get the feeling this uh and I hadn't thought about the the ace of swords in this way, but look at this image. I mean, this is a divine download. You know, I, I mean, so many of you guys that have been, we've been working together, you know, the divine downloads are coming in plentiful, you know, and we get excited, we get activated, but then it's up to us to continue to nourish that divine download. Otherwise it just falls away because the program, the other program that's running is trying to fight for its life, right? So we're trying to, uh, we need to nourish something if we want it to grow. So the divine download is the beginning of the the of the spark for transformation for changing in your life but then now the the real work uh the alchemical process the great work to nourish that so that it the behavior changes or at least is consistent enough to kind of get that that down, divine download to become um something that materializes in the physical realm so if you think about kater which is up here um up here at the top We've got it now, and this we talk about this in the Inner Temple Magic Academy. We're going to take this desire where I I I am right. I'm going to take the I am, and I'm going to pull it all the way down to planet Earth, Malkuth. So there's a whole process. So anybody that thinks I'm just going to have a divine download and automatically be able to manifest it, think again. It's got to go through its process yeah, in order the, to materialize it. The actions. You know the 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 responsible actions post post the you know the the uh, the spark the imagination you know that's the big part of that as you say is the work it's the it's the responsibility of having the thought um, thoughts can be your you know worst enemy as well because if you're if you're not responsible with the thoughts they run away from you you lose the focus of of what you started with that's why many eastern uh practices um you know true uh spiritual yoga is, is the you know is to eliminate your thoughts to to be you know t totally quiet within oneself without um having any other uh ideas coming to to uh disturb the balance of the you know the universe within yeah love it beautiful card yeah. 
Mm. Uh, this Nietzsche quote was was pretty right on. A thought, even a possibility, can shatter and transform us. So I thought that was a nice polar- it. polarity of of uh, what we've been discussing. You know, having the having that thought and the possibility of the thought mm-hmm. and either taking it to the 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 desired like positive place or you know having irresponsible thoughts uh immoral thoughts will absolutely shatter you love this quote i mean it's the thought that gives us the option to go at it a different way, you know, and, but a thought, and I'm sure many of us have had all kinds of amazing thoughts in our life. And then only a fraction of them even get entertained longer than maybe a few days, a few hours or a month. And then after that, another thought comes in. So, you know, again, going back to the nourishment, if we want that thought to transform us, it's probably going to consist of a shattering of a different thought. So I love that this has a conjunction here with shatter and transform us. So in order for transform transformation to take place, something else has got to go. We've got to break that down. Maybe it's a tower moment, but I, I, I such a divine thought thinker this man was. Speaking of great thinkers, (laughs) all the works of man have their origin in creative fantasy. What right have we then to depreciate imagination? Mm. And yet so many of us do not explore what's in our own imagination or even to imagine, to be able to close your eyes and envision something. Some people can't even do that. So this is again, going to be a practice of getting in touch with the imagination, which is the feminine. And so guess what? We've got all this artificial feminine impregnating the the brains and minds of man that takes us away from real imagination, from real art, from real uh, things that we create that are one of a kind. Everything today is carbon copy of something else. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I think a general overarching theme over the last several months is, is, is showing, um, showing you your true power of an individual and as an individual and how all of these systems and, uh, over the course of our lives from, you know, birth are, are designed to absolutely crush your imagination and your create creativity and your ability to create for yourself uh, and for others to just live a, a, a mediocre life uh, with unoriginal thoughts, uh, having unoriginal conversations mm-hmm. and, you know, just work, work every day, pay your taxes and die. Like watch some boob too. <laughs> that's your, <laughs> 
<laughs> there's your creative fantasy, everybody. Yeah. It's highway robbery, I tell you. We've got to get it back, you guys. Yeah. The new world we're creating is filled with unique ideas and original thought and imagination. And, you know, I always give this example um, about philosophers. You know, philosophers, they have arguments, not fights. They have arguments because the thing about philosophy, which creates the philosopher's stone, is that you're always looking for that expanded next version of what you're trying to figure out, which is why having deep conversations, it takes you places. It takes you into the imagination. It gets you to break down barriers that you, maybe you didn't even know you had. So an argument is an opportunity for exploration, for exploration, for new solutions, for, for bigger barriers to be ripped down so that new things can be put in its place. So this is an opportunity for us all to start flexing the inner philosopher within us, which I essentially is going to purify your philosopher stone. And that has to do with magnetism. So yeah, we implore you to explore, um, this topic, you know, go and purchase a, a, a copy of the Kabbalion. It's like $20, $20 books new on Amazon and just sit and, and think pontificate on the power of mentalism and how you can use this to, uh, achieve, uh, greater things in your personal life, your family's life, teach it to your children, uh, teach it to your friends. Um, it's a, it's, again, it's the first principle for a reason because everything starts in the, in the mind and you can create anything you want. That's right. Absolutely. We're excited to help you develop new ways of thinking, you know, and we want to hear about them. I want to hear you guys share your ideas. Uh, these are the kinds of conversations I love to have. You guys know who are working with me in the Mythic City Method. We're having the most incredible conversations, you know, and it's just not every day that we get to meet people that want to go down rabbit holes and explore and find uh, new oppor opportunities to express ourselves and to get closer to uh, what our movements actually represent. What do they mean to us? Why are we doing them? They're, they're all such simplistic questions, but they're deep and profound and they require introspective uh, introspection. So the more that we introspect, the more that the answers start to be shown to us, right? Because what we're doing is we are creating the right environment for the divine download to materialize. All right. So I actually recently created the natural law alignment quiz, which I'm going to give you guys the URL here in a second. I know lots of you guys have already taken it, um, but I'm so curious to know uh, what you guys got as your um, as the uh, the hermetic principle that you are most out of alignment with 
right now. So if you're curious to know which hermetic principle you're out of alignment, you might not know what the other ones are, but we will be exploring that in this series, but it will give you a taste of what is to come. So let me go ahead and give you guys the URL. Uh, you can take the natural law alignment quiz at sacredanarchy.org forward slash natural dash law dash quiz. And if you haven't already joined the Sacred Anarchy Society, as I mentioned earlier, this is for rising leaders of the new aeon. It is a sacred holding space for open-minded individuals to support each other and become students of the mysteries. So the link to join that is sacredanarchy.org forward slash society. And I think well, one more slide here. If you haven't watched all of the live casts, you can go ahead and join the Sacred Anarchy Mystery School with the free membership option. Um, you can go over to the website at sacredanarchy.org and join there. Or we do have a bit.ly link here if you'd like to screenshot this and hopefully go set up your account. And this hopefully is the beginning of a new um, amazing relationship and journey into the mysteries. Final words, Chad? As always, uh, thanks for, for watching. Subscribe and share. Um, until the next time, I own me, you own you, Agape.